to worship into a prayer if that is possible. I will follow. I will seek you. I am your own. Till the day you decide to return, I remain yours. Till the day you return, Jesus, thank you we give you the glory we give you the praise this is our pledge this is our vow that will remain yours we will continually seek you we will continually follow you the day you return the day you show up Thank you for hearing this prayer and this pledge. And as we continue in your presence tonight, sweet Holy Spirit, we welcome you again and again in this arena. Come and glorify Jesus forever. Let all the glory go to him. And on that note, I welcome all the angels that walk with me and that are signed for this meeting this weekend and i ask that you do your work and you do it fast and glorify jesus in this house tonight thank you my father for hearing our prayers and reign forever the king that never dies for in jesus christ precious name we worship amen, amen. please take your seat In God's presence tonight. Amen. I want to say a big thank you to God for the way He has helped us. This happens to be the third session since we started yesterday evening. And I believe that somebody is being blessed. If you are being blessed, can I just see you do your hand like this? Thank you, Jesus. Somebody help me say thank you, Jesus. And tonight, somebody is also going to be blessed. And if that is you, your amen should be bigger than your neighbor's amen. Amen. Now we proceed tonight. Yesterday, we started by looking at the theme of this youth week, which says seeking and following the Lord fervently and expectantly. And um, we did say that before you will follow, there has to be a genuine relationship. This is like a recap. There has to be a genuine relationship. We gave instances of Joseph and Daniel that they had a genuine relationship with God and where they, how they started and how Joseph came into Potiphar's house, how Daniel came into Babylon and the rest of them. And then we did look at that verse, Jeremiah 29, verse 13. And that the Bible says, we should seek, search, and then we will follow. And we decided to agree, we all agreed, that there is a difference between just seeking casually and then seeking 
with all their hearts. And we ended up by concluding that we will seek with all our hearts. And seeking with all our heart means being completely sold out unto God. And being sold out unto God means living a life that will please God and loving Him. When you love Him, there is nothing you cannot do for the sake of the love you have for God. And then we concluded by looking at Philippians chapter 3 verses 7 to 8. We did look at different versions of that portion. And we ended up looking at the message Bible where Apostle Paul was talking about you know, everything that made meaning to him, his credentials, his qualifications, and I added his certificates, the fame, everything that made meaning ended in the trash just for the sake of Christ and to gain him. And we all agreed that everything that matters so far must go into the trash that we might gain Christ and follow and follow continually and continuously even unto the very end amen that is a recap that was what we did yesterday just a summary of what we did and this afternoon we ended up having a relationship seminar amen and um, that is just for us and uh, for those of us who are into you know, you have a professional course you are doing. May I also add, apart from what we discussed in the afternoon, don't allow any man or any woman to marry you in order to open shop. One girl came and said to me, brother proposed to her. I said, mommy, or a guy proposed to her, or whosoever. I said, mommy, why I don't want to say yes? Is because, or she has said yes before and then she now said no. I said, why are you saying no? He said, because he wants, wanted to use me to open shop. I said, which one is using you to open shop? So he's asking me for money. Every time he's asking me for money. Meanwhile, I have not even finished taking care of myself and my mother. Talk less of taking care of him. And then I discovered that some people can actually come to propose based on the kind of profession you have and based on, do you understand what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. We have the nurses in the house. We have other professionals in the house. So please don't allow yourself to be cheapened by all this. You know, there are so many thoughts moving around. You have heard what we said in the afternoon. You must pray. You must be divinely led before you say yes. And tonight, in continuation of our exposition on the team seeking and following the Lord. I want to start by saying before we look at just three tools and three God gifts and then we will pray tonight. I want us to pray tonight. I want to let you know that before you do anything in life, there are prerequisites. For instance, if you have not been to Canada before, you have not been to US before and you want to travel to US, what is the first thing you should be looking at? Is it passport or visa? Which one? People who want, who say is visa? Raise your hand. Let me see. People who are, say is passport. Okay. So we all agree. You will first of all look for what your passport. After looking for what your passport, what next? You now begin to pursue your visa. Good. Now, do you know that you cannot also 
prepare an omelette without an egg. What you do first of all is to break the egg, and then you do what? You prepare an omelette. So what am I trying to say? There are prerequisites if you must seek and follow fervently and expectantly even unto the very end. There are things, ingredients, gadgets that are needed in order to sustain you and take you to the finish line. I mentioned three of these gadgets. There are so many gadgets, but I will just mention three because of our time tonight and then we pray. Does that make sense? Number one, you need the word. The word of God is indispensable in seeking and following the Lord. The word of God is an essential commodity in following the Lord. The word of the Lord is an information given to us. Whether you are doing it electronically, whether it's by hard copy, is an information. And I want to tell you that information is everything in life. That's why the Bible will say, my people perish for work, lack of what? Lack of knowledge. Now, you also notice that when people are not informed, they ended up being misinformed. When you are not informed, or lack of being informed, will bring about your being deformed. Lack of your being informed may make you to have a half-hazard Christianity in your work with God. So the word of God is essential. The word of God gives you all the information you need about God. Can I let you know that in Nigeria today we have a written constitution known as the 1999 constitution. The 1999 constitution is the existing law of every Nigerian citizen. Your rights, your privileges are all contained in the 1999 constitution of Nigeria. That you do not know those rights or you are not aware of those rights does not make it to be as if the, the law doesn't exist. It will continue to exist even when you are not aware that you have such rights and privileges enshrined under the constitution. Uh, do you understand what I'm talking about tonight? Such rights under the 1999 constitution, as a citizen of Nigeria, you have right to life. I've just mentioned a few of these rights. I hope I'm not being too legally tonight. I'm, I'm not being too legally tonight. These are your rights. They are general rights. You know, human rights. Just your rights. Tell your neighbor they are just my rights. So you need to be aware of them. Right to life. Right to own property anywhere in Nigeria. Right to dignity, human dignity, right to fair hearing, you need that to be heard. Right to free worship, to worship anywhere you want to worship. Right to movement, freedom of movement, freedom of speech. Even the freedom of speech to speak nonsense is all contained under the 1999 constitution. Whether you are talking rubbish or whether you are talking something that is reasonable, everything is contained there. Now, that you are not aware. Your ignorance of those rights does not make them not to exist. Now, let me bring in what I'm talking about home. Every information you needed, everything you needed to exist in life is contained in the Word of God. Everything, everything, 
everything you can think of is it life is it healing is it prosperity is it success is it marriage everything you needed to exist from this phase of your life is contained in the word of god so what you need now to do is to pay attention to the word of god are we still here you are sure you are still here now if you look at joshua chapter 1 verse 8 in advising joshua moses had this to say say this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night and observe to do all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt do what have good success so if you want to succeed in life is in that written constitution given to us by god so the word of god is the written constitution given to every kingdom citizen every kingdom citizen the word of god is what you need so now it didn't stop there but you know you will just have life it now went further to say in psalm 119 verse 9 and 11 it said where we do shall a young man a young woman in the house make your way prosperous where we do shall a young man guide his path he say is up to no i'm talking about psalm 119 now and 9 11 okay he said where we do shall a young man make his way pure the bible says is by taking heed in accordance to thy word verse 11 says thy word have i hidden in my heart that i might not do what sin against thee so god wants this word to be inside of you these are the things that will help you to seek and to follow so that you don't backslide we have seen so many people backslide because these things are not right inside he said this thing will keep you out of sin it serves as a check on you praise the lord tell your neighbor it serves as a check on you now take me immediately if it is possible take me to jeremiah 15 verse 6 jeremiah 15 verse 6 that have forsaken me say the lord okay that have gone backward therefore will i stretch my hand against thee and destroy thee okay i am weary with thee i think he's not six i'm looking for i'm looking at jeremiah where the bible says i have seen thy word and i ate thy word i ate thy word the word sorry 16 okay please thank you very much can you take me to 16 that 15 16 thank you thank you that word is true that word is true the gentleman was talking and he said the word of the lord came also to me saying i said 16 verses he said i have found thy word and i ate thy word Eh? he said i have found thy word and i did what ate thy word he found the word of god and ate the word of god when you start eating the word of god the word of god becomes part of you it becomes part of you and it begins to work for you praise the lord are we still here everything you needed like i said before lies in the world and you need to pay attention to the word of god second timothy 2 15 the bible says study to share that self approved a workman that needed not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so they have given it to us that words were found jeremiah 15 16 
and I did eat them. Can we go together? And the word was unto me, the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God. Are we seeing here? So the word of God, apart from other things the word of God does, from that verse, you discover that the word of God will become a rejoicing to your heart. The word of God heals depression. Help me tell you another, it heals depression. So everything you want lies in the word of God. If you, if you go to, uh, I think, um, Psalm 107 verse 20. He said, he sent forth the word. The word went and healed them and delivered them from all their what? Their destruction. So the word of God also heals. Amen? And so I, I also talked about 2 Timothy 2.15. He says, study. Help me tell your neighbor, study. Study. Pay attention to the word of God. Everything you need in life from this stage lies in the word. When you study, you know when you want to follow somebody on social media, you go and study the person. You go to the, you go and do a search as we are talking about seeking and searching the Lord. You go and do a search. When you search, you will look at the person's profile. Some people are even looking at your profile while you are seated here. Does that make sense? And by the time you finish searching, oh, I think I should follow her. I think I should follow her. Apart from the number of persons that are following the person. So when you go and search the word of God, it helps you to follow. It helps you to keep following. Planting your footsteps in his footprints and following even unto the very end. You come to a point where nothing will move you in your followership. Say study. Pay attention. Especially in these days. When so many young people are not interested in studying the world. Some people, we have 24 hours in the day. Some people even to pray for 10 minutes is a problem. But they can stay on social media. Kai. Eh? Like I said yesterday, looking at dead people and even living people. They can stay there for 3 hours. 4 hours. Just calculate the number of hours you spend on social media and calculate the ones you use in praying and then studying. And check whether they balance in any form. Especially in these days we have wordless youths. There are so many wordless youths. And what so many are looking for where they can prophesy. Somebody help me say prophesy. Nebuchadnezzar or where they can see. Some are looking for seers. Eh? In these days of people being in church but without adequate followership, you need to study the word. In these days of attendance to church without attention to the word of God, you need to study the word. In these days of discipleship without responsibility, you need to study the word. Daring lies the issues of life. Are we still here? Study. Don't joke with the word of God. Everything you need lies in the word. As a youth, as a youth like you, in my father's house, I carried my Bible. Genesis to Revelation. Cover to cover. I finished it. I started again. By the time I got to Malachi, proposed I came. I got married. Before I will start morning sickness. Some of you, do you know what morning sickness is? If you don't know, if you are a woman here, you will know later. Eh? My own used to do me 
as if Nigeria is Gabon. He's not paining your head, he's paining your If he's not paining, I don't even come out. Before that time, I didn't know it was going to be like that, but before that, I had finished the Bible for the second time. If I may ask you, you are a young girl here. Don't you think you have a whole lot of opportunity now to study the word? Can I let you know that breastfeeding is another major distraction women have? You can never breastfeed without being distracted. So the best time you have is now. Don't tell me when you get married. Can you go to need <sighs> Are you a young man? Can I talk to you? Before you start looking for money to pay for school fees for, for junior, can you pay attention to the word of God? You may not even have the time. Because as you are, as you are keeping your phone there, somebody is calling. It's for supply. And then you are thinking of, uh, I have been calling, but their line is not going. And with all these thoughts, when will you have the time? Even if you used to be the prayer, there are times and seasons. This is the best time. I once had a program in the U.S. in a state that is known um, South Carolina. It was a three-day program. The church flew me from Nigeria to the place. And they kept me in the hotel. And what did they ask me to come and talk about? Discipleship. 100% African-American church. I remember the first night, I was being fast as I was talking to them. So that I would be able to finish everything I had to say for the period I had to speak to them. And when one sister came to drop me in the hotel, she was like, Joy, what were you rushing when you were talking to us? I said, you know, you guys are Americans. I don't want to keep you waiting in church. So I needed to be fast so that we can go. And the sister turned and said to me, So Joy, our people are hungry. And you have so much information. Tomorrow when you come, please don't rush. Anybody that wants to go can go. Please don't rush. And when she dropped me and left, I knelt down in the hotel room and I began to cry. And I was like, God, what are we doing here? In Nigeria, when some people are looking for visa, like, like you know, you just have to get it. Some, they have refused them visa for five times. And they are still looking for visa to go to America. Yet, they are not hungry. I don't know whether you understand what I'm talking about. But if you don't understand, let the Holy Spirit grant you understand. Americans are hungry. But you are here. Well fed. You are not hungry, but you want to go to America. You must come to a point where you begin to desire this God and begin to desire the world. What she was trying to let me know is that the people are hungry. Hungry of the world. We looked at Psalm 63 yesterday. He said, as the dead panted for the water breeze. David was saying in Psalm 42, my heart longeth after thee. And when we looked at 63, he said, like in a dry and tasty land where no water is. You must come to a point where you begin to desire the word. Okay, come to think of it. Where did I get the information I was giving them from? The word. The word. Tell your neighbor the word. Tell your neighbor the word. Colossians 3 verse 16. The Bible says, 
Let this word dwell in you richly in all wisdom. What am I trying to say? This word of God dwell in you richly. For I say, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts unto the Lord. Now, let's take the A part of it. Dwelling in you means having its permanent residence in your inside. Now, if I'm going to help you, let me now help you. How many chapters? You know, there are people who just they do chapter. When I was doing the second one, I had to get a notebook by the side. So I can write. Now you also have phones, mobile phones. Then there was no mobile phones. So it can actually help you to store this word anywhere you are in the inside. So everything you needed is in the word. What about John 6 63? Say the word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The flesh profited nothing. Eh? But the spirits, it has said the word that I speak to you, they are spirits. So the word of God has the capacity to give you life. Are you still here? It also brings flourishing. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor walketh in the ways of sin, and nor seated in the seat of the discomfort. In the law of the Lord doth he meditate day and night. The Bible says, He shall be like a tree planted by the riverside that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. So it weaves, leaves, does not wither, and in whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. Then he said, But the wicked, the sinners, and also. Can I let you know that the word of God has what it takes to bring about an unending followership? And unending followership. Your flourishing will be in season and out of season. When you go back to the world. Tap your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Go back to the world. Say it as you mean it. Go back to the world. Amen. Of course you know about Jesus. When he understood his times on earth. Jesus had to make. You know. Preach the word share the word even in the synagogue he had to do everything about this word to ensure that this word actually becomes part of us at 20 jesus was already being conscious of his assignment in his 20s as a young person in john chapter 9 verse 4 he said i must work the work of him that sent me while it is day before the night comes in his 20s as a youth. Are we still here? Lift up your hand and pray with me. Oh Lord my God. Please grant me the desire. And the passion. To study your word. From tonight. And help me. To follow you. To the very end. In Jesus name. Amen. Number two. Before we say the last one. And then we pray. Number two. God gets. That you need. Is to become passionate for souls. If you must follow the Lord, you must become an ardent, ardent soul winner. Ardent followership will help you to become an ardent soul winner. Every disciple is called to make disciples. How do you make disciples? 
Don't make disciples by sitting in one place. You make disciples by going to share the word of God. The Bible says in Mark 16, verse 15, say, Go ye into all the world and do what? And preach the gospel. Then when you finish preaching, you now disciple. Are we still here? So the call for everyone who wants to follow and follow fervently is that you must be turned into an ardent soul winner. Help me tap your neighbor. You are called to do soul winning work. You are called to do soul winning work, my friend. You know, one of the ways this can be easy. How many of us you have ever entered keke? You have ever used keke in this town? I know some of you, your parents will carry you and then they will carry you and carry you around. Even sometimes you don't want them to carry you, but they will carry you. So, but you have ever entered keke? The first day my children entered keke, it was like uh, we killed a goat. Yeah, we entered keke today and they will laugh and they were so excited. I said, so these children, this uh, carrying them is like where you are caging them. They really wanted to enter keke. So uh, you have been entering keke? Good. And from there, they will tell you not to come around their school to pick them. They want to, we want to come back with keke. Because as the keke is moving, the breeze is blowing, they will be... Amen. <laughs> keke is sweet. Oh. <laughs> Amen. So, you enter keke. Can I let you know that even that keke is a field for you to evangelize. When you evangelize, what it means is that you are advertising Jesus. And when you advertise Jesus, he will also advertise you. It's as simple as that. Are we still here? Good. And you are also making disciples and it's also helping you, guiding you to remain on track. Because you cannot tell somebody not to steal and then you are an accredited arm robber. I will say here, so it guards you to remain on track. And when you enter Keke, you will see you, even if you don't have anybody sitting by your side, you begin with the driver. Eh? I will say here, some of you, you used to love so winning. You know? There are few people here, you used to love so winning. But along the line, you lost your passion. But I tell you, this weekend, God is restoring that passion. Amen? When you start, you will love it. I started as a youth, evangelizing as a youth, as a student. And I'm still doing that. I told you I will be 39 in the Lord uh, next week. Ba? 28th of August. I said that yesterday. Ba? Good. So, I'm still doing it. You can start as a student at Namdaziki, where we are the first said that the uh, I mean, they named the Namdazikwe University. I remember in those days, I would be going from hostel to hostel. I had a shadow for room to room. If I finish, I would just remember how many rooms do they have there. Then I would do every Saturday. I would know how many I would do up. Then another Saturday, I would come. I would knock on their door. As many as I prepare to open their door, I would talk to them. Then when I come, when I finish, I go to another room. Some, some of them will tell you, we are busy, we want to go, we want to go out, we want to do this. I say, just give me like five minutes, even two minutes. Let me just say what I want to say. I'll go with rats. I didn't know what I was building, that I was building myself. Am I talking to somebody in the house? There are little, little things you are, you'll be doing now. Those things will still be there. 
I left that university in 1992. But I'm still evangelizing. Does that make sense? I remember those days because they used to have permanent sites and temporary sites. When we enter bus, buses will come and convey us from temporary sites to the permanent site. I will, I will stand in the bus and I will be holding the rear. I say, good morning students. Please, just as we are going, I want us to pray. I want to let you know that Jesus loves you, this and that. By the time they are dropping us, they will start nicknaming me. Uh, woman of God, uh, born again. If we get into the classroom, uh, my, fellow, my fellow students will be calling me born again, woman of God. Even if they nicknamed me, after all, they nicknamed them Christians at Antioch. And we are still bearing the nickname up to date, through of us. So is it material whatever anybody is telling you? You are helping yourself. There is a glorious future before you. And you don't want anything to tamper with that glorious future. Just sell yourself out to God. And then leave the rest of the matter. Are we still here? Before we leave here tonight, I will encourage you to write three prayer requests. I'm going to pray over them. God will answer you. But what God is calling you to do, can you just forget about yourself? You are too much carrying yourself and carrying even burden. You are, you are not supposed to carry at your age. When there is an invitation, can you come closer? Let's handle this matter closer. In the secret place, it can be sorted out. Become passionate about soul winning. I remember the last time I came to this church. And I remember emphasizing some of the things that I'm seeing around in the society that is actually troubling my heart. Sisters I used to know before, they used to love evangelism. They used to evangelize, including brothers, carry, I mean, carry, what do you call it, tracks, all over. But now, is no longer there. As I'm holding this microphone and talking to you, I have published tracks, over 50,000 tracks being used all over the world. We use it in London, we use it in the US, we use it here in Nigeria. The trust has stayed there for evangelism. At some point, I was going to buy trucks around that bunny road for evangelism before I now decided to begin to write. In 2008 and 2009, I started publishing trucks. Did the first 10,000, just like that, 12,000, 15,000, and then we started circulating. When I'm traveling abroad, I carry it. What are we talking about? What is it that God cannot do for you? I said, I move around. And I see sisters, brothers I used to know before. Now, everybody is now into networking business. And they will call you on phone. Even last week, one group called me. We are an international organization. That's inside the town. We came into the town. And somebody gave us your number. And we'll be having seminar. I will stay here. <laughs> and you see people going for this seminar there is nothing in going for the seminar I even went initially thinking that is a serious business by the time i got there and then they will tell you you have dine liner this other dine liner so you discover that people who used to you know love souls before nang is dine liners somebody help me say dine liners and then you will need to call ebuka okechuku you call Mary Okori. You, you will have like 35 names on their phone numbers. You see brethren calling them. 
Then how many souls you are following up have you called? Are we still in the house? Somebody help me say God help the church. I might say you should not do networking business. Networking business. But let not the networking business become much more fruitful than the soul winning business to you. I will stay here. Become also more passionate for souls. Because that is the only business God is doing in the heavens. It's about souls. Are we still here? Heaven and earth belong to him. Silver and gold belong to him. Everything belongs to him. Once you get the key to prosperity, you will prosper. People like Bishop David Oyedepo of the Winner's Chapel at his level with all the, you know, private jets, with all that he has, every week, still go out for evangelism. Some weeks ago, he said he went out around all these uh, under bridge in Lagos, and he won 400 souls that week. And then he will still come back to church and win souls. Then, let me know why God will not bless such people. Because that is what he's looking for. But sometimes we are busy seeking for what's supposed to seek for us. That's where the problem lies. Sometimes when my own will check me, and you know, just like somebody who is taking Indian hem, if I don't see souls around, I interrogate to go and look for them. Are we still here? I will not be looking for anything because I will not enter bus and I will drive my car. So I will enter Obete. If I get Obete, I say, uh, maybe if I'm holding 500 naira or 700, I say, potato, how much? I'll buy the potato. Yes, the garden egg, how much? I'll buy the garden egg. Uh, any other thing? Uh, what, what do you call it? Okay, granola, how much? And then I'll carry the bag. I will look for all these boys that are looking for what to do. They will carry, they will hold their bag and then you will give them money when you get to the car. Once they get to the car with me, with me, I will then ask you, before you drop that thing inside the booth, what is your name? Say, my name is Godwin. Say, oh, Godwin, how old are you? I hope you know that Jesus loves you. Uh, where do you school? And from there, we'll be talking, and I will lead Godwin to Christ, and I'll carry my car and go home, and I'm happy. Meanwhile, I'm not looking for souls. Let me also let you know. We organize programs for the students in this city, the one of the ones we organized at the stadium, we had over 10,000 students in attendance. When we made an altar call, about 9,000 of them stood up at the main bowl of the Namdazikwe stadium, which was approved by the governor. We hired 94 buses, 608. Some of you, if you are in the schools, if you are in the schools that we visited, you, 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 will, you will know that what I'm talking about. Or if you go to the social media, Tag Pleasant Garden, look for it, or you write my name there, you will see the pictures. So if tomorrow now God decides to do the unusual, including the impossible, for me, and then will you bury him? Now, take me to John 15 verse 16, as we get to the last point. Followership. God gets needed. Tools needed. To sustain you and keep you on track. So there will be no shaking. 
Even if they say everywhere is burning, nothing moves you. No shaking. You are balanced. And they say, wait, what did they do this woman? They don't know that there is a place you have your foundation from. And you are holding tenaciously onto it. The word, the soul winning. It's a God get. There is power in soul winning. Then can we go? You have not chosen me. Can we go together? Look at the screen, everybody. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father. Listen to that. Whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. That is an open check. So, passion for souls brings about an open check. So, when you go, when you follow, when you seek, and when you are following, you also follow them up. The Bible says, whatsoever be the most difficult thing, you ask the Father in my name, he will do it for you. Be it marriage, be it money, be it health, he will heal you. A sister was diagnosed of HIV. And what she decided to do for 365 days, she now decided, I will go out for evangelism. So for 365 days, every day, non-stop, she was going out to evangelize. And at 365 days after concluding that, she went back for a check and she was declared HIV negative. Power of soul winning. Open check. Then ask. She went out and then came to ask. Lift up your right hand. Let's pray. Oh Lord my God. Grant me the passion for soul winning. As never before. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can make up your mind to have a target. All these bankers you see, they have targets. The target is about money. You can decide. From today, every week, five souls. I will speak to five souls. Five times four is what? Twenty souls in one month. And then times it. Times the twenty. Into what? Twelve. A man like Billy Graham, in his time, won 3.2 million souls. One man, 3.2 million souls. And he died at the age of 99. He broke record. He's the leading. I don't know how long you are meant to stay on the surface of the earth. But if you can begin from somewhere at this your age, by the time you are even 45 or 40. Egalagami. You would have gone far. Including longevity is attached. He died at 99. On a crazy 100. He collected his final burden pass. And final departure announcement was made. What are we talking about? Develop it as a passion. And then go and feed the open check. And then let's see. Whether God will not stand on the virtue of his integrity to respond to your prayers and to respond to you. Amen. Finally, number three. Number three God gets is prayer. There is nothing you are doing in this life, whether you are seeking, following, searching, everything is summarized in prayer. Prayer. Prayer is your lifeline, so don't joke with your prayer. That was why I was telling us yesterday. If you are not yet baptized in the Holy Ghost as a youth, it's an error. It's an error. 
So tonight, you are soon going to begin to pray. Somebody will be baptized in the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. If you are willing, you say, let him that willing, let him that is thirsty come. So he's free. If you are thirsty. And I remember I told us that the 120 of them that were in the upper room, every one of them spoke in tongues. So it's not a question of I don't want it, I, I don't I like it, I don't understand what they are saying. Is it by force? Every one of them, whether by force, eh? or not by force, or by yes, every one of them spoke in tongues. And they were fully equipped to take their word in their time. It was after they were empowered, even common handkerchief were bringing healings all over the place. They showed up as young people. They said, ah, how these two men have turned the world upside down. Because they collected something in the upper room. And you in your time, don't you know that God can use you to bring healing? Don't you know that God can use you to raise the dead? Are we still here? I was ministering in a church recently and I shared with them how God used me to call my mother back to life. And I said to the young people in the church, you learn from this. God can use you. I didn't know that that was how people, people just die like that. I spoke with her. I then came back to the room in 2013. Started calling her. She refused to answer. Push her, push her. She refused to respond. Now my husband now came from, it was around 4 a.m. Called her, mama, mama. No way. My husband started slapping her. Then I knew that doctors can slap people. Eh? I don't know that you can use slap to give her a give her. The slapping couldn't wake her up. And then I, when I now noticed, my husband and went back to the room and knelt down and started praying. I knew that there was a problem. Because we are living in the hospital. He didn't say, let us carry her to the hospital. I knew there was a problem. I knelt down there and started praying. I was speaking in tongues, praying for her, speaking and speaking. At some point, I used the, the other hand to dial my prayer partner. I said, he was in Lagos. I said, please pray. He said, Sister Joy, say you know her name. I said, yes. Say, why not as you are praying, call her by her name and command her to come back to life. I said, what? He said, yes. Call her by her name. And I remembered, you know about Lazarus. 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 So I now called her by her name. I said, comfort to Bani. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come back to life. I said that three times and she sneezed and woke up. Are we still here? Put your hands together unto the Lord. Now, look at the story. What Sinan said that happened to her. When Sinan woke up, she was now looking around like somebody who they imported from somewhere. Just looking around as if everywhere was very strange. I said, my husband now came when she woke up. She said, okay, make tea for her. She said, she doesn't want tea. She said, I want to wee-wee. I want to ease myself. I said, okay, get up. She said, I cannot walk. I said, no, 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 come. Get up. You can. I encourage her. She stood up. She said that there is a pit. There is a... I said there is no pit inside this room. She said that I'm seeing a pit. I said, come. Just follow me. Hold me. And she heard me. And we're moving like this. Moving like this. Until we got the same, just within the room. And she, the next room, and she weed weed. And then we are saying, come and say, pit. 
By morning, 8 a.m., I needed to go to one of the schools. What the name of this school? Urban Gears, or a metropo, to go and minister in their morning assembly. I told her, Mama, I'm going to evangelism to that school. My husband will assist you with food. I will come back. Nothing will happen to you. I went, I came back. By the time I came back, my neighbor was already in my house. I said, I was hearing your voice, praying for someone around 4 a.m. Who was that person? I said, it was Mama. And then she came, and then we were... We are asking her. She started asking her, Mama, what was the problem now? He said, eh, that they said I was shouting and praying for her. That she didn't know herself. That she will only tell us where she knew herself from. That she was sleeping or lying down there all of a sudden. She saw herself. She saw my uncles that were already dead. And they were calling her. And as she was moving, there was a pit in front of her. She was already moving. And then one of them came out and said, Go back. Go back. The time that one was saying go back was the time I was calling her back to life. Are we still here? Is somebody learning something from what I'm saying? So you don't even allow people to die under your watch. When you understand these principles and it works. Tell your neighbor it works. But you must come to the place where you begin to value prayer. Value prayer. First Thessalonians 5.17 Pray without ceasing. It's a continuous thing. Continue to do it. Psalm 65 verse 2 Unto him that answered prayer shall all flesh come. So if God builds you up at this phase of your life, all things are possible. To everyone that knoweth how to pray. Don't tell me it's when you now grow and you will do it later. There is nothing like later. You don't even have eternity on your side. So all these things, all these gadgets, all these tools, you need them now to begin to practice them. And they will begin to work for you in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, you need, under this prayer, you need discipline. If you are not disciplined, you can't even stay 5 minutes or 12 minutes. You want to wee-wee. Are we still here? Eh? You press more, you want to wee-wee. I'm going to get more wee-wee. For how long will you be weeing wee at this phase of your life? If you start weeing weeing, uh, five minutes prayer, ten minutes prayer, when you are 60, 70, how, much, how many times will you be weeing wee? So all these things are distractions. You must discipline yourself. And then you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that will help you to stay further in the place of prayer. The Holy Spirit is the one that gingers everything you see about the supernatural. Signs and wonders are always performed through Him. He has been around since Pentecost. He didn't go to heaven. I came with all my books. And one of them is developing an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I also came with the, one, the, the, the latest one that is Treasures of the Secret Place. I came with my books that is also um, Speed Up for the Harvest is Ready. It's about so winning. All my books are here. Overcoming Useful Pressure. There are a whole lot of pressure that want to pressurize you at this point of your life. To make you become useless. You need to overcome them. And say no to them. So you need the Holy Spirit. He's the one who is going to help you. Even the time you don't know what to pray. Romans 8.26 For we do not know what to pray. But the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. And then he maketh groanings on our behalf. Without word and expression. I run a daily devotional like I told us. And some of us are already subscribed to that daily devotional. On YouTube every morning. For over three years. I will, when we are praying, I will say, 
that no spiritual cable or spiritual wire should be weak. What I already mean is that no, nothing should be weak in the place of prayer. I knew a woman that joined the, the prayer network in 2020. And she shared a testimony. She said, I've been in church all this while. And I was never baptized in the Holy Ghost. So when you started this thing, I started following you. I said, that when you will say pray in the Holy Ghost, I will just be praying. But all of a sudden, after some time, I noticed I started speaking in tongues. So till today, she's still speaking in tongues. This is happening online. Talk less of when we are here. It can happen live. Are we still here? If you are willing. He said, let him that is willing come. When you are willing, you come. For out of thy belly shall do what? Shall flow rivers of living water. I know you need all these God guests as we pray tonight. In order for you to follow, to search him, to keep abiding until he returns. Bow your heads and let us pray. Bow your heads tonight. How I pray that something will stir up inside of somebody. Oh my God. Oh my God. Sometimes I feel like carrying what is boiling in the inside to transmit it to somebody. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let's, let's quickly, let's quickly pray so that we wrap up tonight. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Anybody in the house who wants to make peace with God, that is the first step. That relationship must be there and it must be very strong. It must be very strong. It must be very strong. You are here, you want to make peace with God. You have not made that before and you want to make it tonight. Just raise your hand above your head. Briefly, I will pray with you and then we, we move from there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you are raising your hand, please raise it well. That's the only thing I want you to do tonight. Your hand just should be above your head if you're making that decision on a very serious note. On a very serious note. This is going to be the last night with us. Tomorrow is going to be the church service. Whatever God is dropping, God wants to help you to empower you. He wants to empower you. Raise those hands very well and say, God, I'm very sorry. Please help me. Please help me. Please help me. Please help me. I cannot do it alone. I need your help. Please forgive me. Empower me. Give me what it takes. Please help me. Those hands should be well raised and make a decision. I'm not asking you to stand. Just that hand. Simply raise unto God. Hands of you that are hands are raised where you are. Say, my Father in heaven, I come to you tonight. Please forgive me. I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, please pardon me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. Give me the power and the grace to follow you and to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for serving me. Thank you, my Father. No going back. Say it as a minute. No going back. No going back. Say it as a minute again. In Jesus Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. And I pray for you. Father, we thank you for all these ones whose hands are raised unto you. Tonight, together with the saints in the house, we present them unto you and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, empower them. Give them the grace to serve you. They have heard the word. They have believed. Give them all it takes to walk with Jesus and to live for him all the days of their lives. Thank you, our Father, for saving them. And thank you for making them your children. No going back from tonight. For in Jesus Christ's precious name we give thanks. Amen. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray.